0: really cool thing um, announced in the past couple of weeks, people finding out about what happened with with the the shellfish beds. This has been a big deal for a long time around here. And it's been a big deal, of course, for the Lummi Nation. But It's also been a big deal for the farming community. Welcome back. This is The Farming Show. KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We are here thanks to our sponsors... Laurel Farm and Western Supply, Farmer's Equipment Company, McAvoy Oil. So the farming community a a few years ago was accused of causing water pollution, contamination, bacteria in the water that was forcing... The Lummi Nation that uses the and, and harvest shellfish from the beds out in Portage Bay to, to not be able to do that anymore. It's hurting their livelihood, hurting their culture, uh, their heritage of doing that. Uh, and the big question was, in a lot of people's minds, are, are the farmers to blame? Well, I guess, to be fair, in some people's mind, there was no question. The farmers definitely were to blame. Those were the accusations. It had to be the farmers. Who else would it be? in some people's minds now in the farming community there was an awareness of how much work has been done over the past 20 years to improve practices and change things and so there was a lot of bewilderment why is this happening what's going on and who what is really to blame and it turns out there was a whole lot more to the story we've talked a lot about this and the things that have come out of this the the historic portage bay partnership um, that, that we've talked about many times here on this program and what exactly that means. And of course, there have been people who thought that was a good idea and a bad idea. But the, the end goal for the people really focused on this the whole time wasn't about the political implications of this, that, or the other thing. It was, can we get those shellfish beds open again? Whatever it takes, let's do this. And that was what was so cool about that Portage Bay Partnership that was formed at that time a few years ago, and, and joining me right now was a per, uh, is a person who was around at the time that, that all formed. Uh, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, Fred Lickle, here on the program with me this morning on the Farming Show. Uh, so, Fred, to hear this news in the past few weeks that those beds are now open for that critical time in the late spring, early summer time period. That, and that's kind of, from what I understand, I don't know a ton about it, but that's kind of their their big harvest time, correct, for shellfish there?
1: That's my understanding as well, Dylan, yes, that, that
0: April, May, and June is a really
1: important time for them to be able to get out there. So it's really, really cool to see that this we are now out there and that they're going to be able to, to go out there and actually harvest those shellfish.
0: Now... Am I explaining this correctly? That that that's really that's been the focus. It's like okay, let's let's stop the the hand ringing over various sideline issues and personality conflicts and all that. Let's get these shellfish beds open. Let's do what it takes.
1: That's exactly right, Dylan. Um, you know, as as farmers, I think the thing that we really looked at it when they closed back in 2014, and as things m- moved along and into the Portage Bay Partnership is. Uh, our friends and partners at you know at Lummi, they, these are people that we wanted to be able to see harvest their product just like we did. You know, it's it's very important to them culturally. It's very important to a food source for them, especially for some of their their uh, those that are mired a little bit more in poverty, and it's it's really important to them. And so we were be able to really. Um, work with, not just work with them, but I I was proud of how our farmers took it on themselves to say, we're going to do everything that we can to help you get these shellfish beds open. This isn't just going to be us working on what the farming issues are, but we're also going to be talking to others about what their issues were. And that's what was really cool is to see the farmers get together and and go to see uh, places like the city and with the county and even at the state level and others to talk about what are there things that we can do to put pressure on places where there's pollution coming to get this fixed. And that's really what we did. It was really neat to see.
0: So explain, and again, we're here on the Farming Show on KGMI, Dylan Honkoop with you, talking about the shellfish beds and the announcement that the Portage Bay shellfish beds here in Whatcom County, um, out along the Lummi Nation there, is kind of their historical shellfishing area, one of, um now is able to be harvested again. It's clean enough, the water quality has improved enough um, that that their people can be out harvesting again like they had prior to 2014 when things had gotten bad enough that the, it was the Department of Health that came in they're doing the testing saying, hey there's too much contamination fecal coliform being the culprit, which is a range of bacteria so it's bacteria that you obviously don't want, Fish, these shellfish are like filters, from what I understand. Water goes through them. If there's contaminants in the water, it ends up piling up, essentially, inside the shellfish and, and concentrating. Um, so this is the problem that needed to be dealt with. What did it really take? What was it that made this happen? And what were, were all the things that, that farmers, in particular, were doing throughout this time period since this all started to, to have this to, to make reach this achievement sure well first of
1: all a little bit of background there is that the you know the shellfish beds were closed six months of the year so it was April May and June and October November December so uh, we still do have a little work to do because we still have to get them open in October November and December still a few issues there but overall you know the farming community really took a look at it, along with others other partners as well people like the county and cities and the conservation district played a huge part in this as well. Sat down and really started to look at where, you know, what are the potential sources and where are the issues. And one of the things they really ramped up was a lot of water quality sampling. As an example, in in um, last year alone, they had over. I think it was over 5,200 water quality samples that were taken in Whatcom County. That is an amazing number. And this really allowed them to block out, you know, where are the issues potentially and what are they dealing with? Then they ended up focusing on, okay, we see a variety of different sources there. So we need to talk to a variety of different people. So they went and they talked to folks with failing septic systems. They started, that hadn't really been looked at much. They were really started to focus on that. The cities really started to pay attention to what was going on because we saw some high counts coming, like especially, uh, you know, here in London, we saw a, a number of them, uh, other places as well in cities. And so they really stepped up the game. Um... We, we saw the Department of Ecology really start to step up enforcement uh, for, for non-dairy livestock places. And for the, for the dairy livestock itself, they really started to use some, some really uh, cool tools that had been developed by the Conservation District to help look at you know, what their risk was like in, in different times. And so one of the things that we focused on was making sure that farmers weren't applying manure when rainstorms were on their way. So a number of farmers now get texts uh, a couple of days ahead of time if they if if a forecast calls for a heavy rain event, so that we know hey look you know we need to pay attention here be careful. So I think it it was a variety of things. Um, and and what again what I was so impressed with is that our farm leaders were part of those conversations. They came forward and said. What can we do? How
0: can we work together to make this work? This is The Farming Show, KGMI News Talk 790, talking with Fred Lickle. He's Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I work with him closely in my role at Save Family Farming, and, and a lot of what I do at Save Family Farming is in conjunction with and to assist Whatcom Family Farmers. Uh, that's where we're broadcasting from this morning here in the offices in Linden, Ag Central, of course, uh, State Red Raspberry Commission is downstairs, Seed Potato Commission, Ag Water Board, Henry Bierlink has his offices down there, and a lot of meetings happen here. Cool spot here in Linden where we talk about uh, farming stuff all day, every day, which makes me happy. Um, and this is big news for the farming community big news for the tribal community as well just to and again we're talking about this announcement over the past couple of weeks um, that shellfish harvests in Portage Bay are open again during the important harvest period in in spring April 1st to June 30th is the specific time period Uh, Just some reaction to this uh, this past week from Lummi Nation. Their Natural Resources uh, Department Executive Director Merle Jefferson saying this is a big positive change for the Lummi people. Uh, He he continues, he says, now when the sunny days and low daytime tides are here, our people will again be able to harvest, harvest shellfish from Portage Bay. He says, we're glad to see that the spring season harvest closure is being lifted. We remain concerned about continued poor water quality during the fall months Uh, as we move forward in tackling the remaining problems. The Lummi Nation remains committed to continuing to work with community partners to improve water quality throughout the Nooksack River watershed. So you talk about testing, Fred, yes. and that, that's been, been mentioned so much, uh, all the water testing that was done to find out where the real problems were. And you've touched a little bit on where the the some of the problems were, failing septic systems and things like that where do the real problems remain what has to be done yet as he mentioned there and you mentioned as well there's still concern there's still a closure in the fall time what has to be done to make that happen i've heard some people suggest oh that'll never happen that's just that's no that's
1: oh yes it will we will get those shellfish beds open I, yeah, one of the nice things, again, as I mentioned earlier, is that we have to see a tremendous amount of water quality sampling that's happening. And it's not just the, the sample itself of, of fecal coliform like it always used to be. We're also now looking at sampling for DNA. So there was a project that we've talked about in the past. It was started by the one of the watershed improvement districts locally here, working on DNA sourcing with a, a, a key lab. Uh, in the area and um, that that a small study was actually taken and expanded uh, exponentially by the state conservation commission through Wacom County Conservation District and they've done a really nice job of of building up a DNA database of all the different sorts of animals and what sort of DNA that they shed so now we're we're getting close to the point where we're going to be able to take that study and use it to really start to focus on taking a water quality sample and maybe finding out what sort of DNA is in it. So that's going to be something that's going to be a very helpful tool for us as we move into the fall. Uh, We did have some high counts this fall, especially in November and December. Um, And What What was going on with that? Uh, well, that's one of the things that sometimes can be frustrating with water quality samples is you don't always know. Um, sometimes you just end up with a flush, a, a flushing event when you get your first some of your first big rain events, and there was some of that because we saw some overall high counts. We also saw some very high counts coming out of Canada, which we still continue to see, and that's probably an area that we're really focusing on. The good news there is that the Canadian government has now finally uh, engaged with. Uh, the, the Whatcom County government and the Washington State government, in part because of the pressure the farming community put out out there. And uh, so we're starting to see some action there. We're seeing some water quality sampling and some bracketing to find out where some issues are. So hopefully that's going to help clear some things up. Um, they just don't have the same level of regulations that we do. and uh, In Canada. In Canada, yes. Which
0: is kind of counterintuitive. We, we usually... We usually, yeah, we usually uh, assume that Canada has much more stringent regulations on everything. Well,
1: not everything. No, the the, the water quality sampling um, was not nearly as big of an issue up there for, uh, as it was for us. Uh, the good news is, like I said, they've they've ramped that up. Another area where they have almost no regulations is in septic systems. Um, although they have regulations for putting in new ones, uh, Whatcom County right now is testing. You know, is requiring everyone with septics to, to report in and see how you know how their septic is doing. In Canada, there is none of that, so you know there is some concern of there's a lot of housing up there. Are we seeing a lot of that as an issue? So I think you know there's a couple of issues. We also saw some some farm issues where maybe the level of care wasn't wasn't what it could have been um, for both small farms and, and a little bit with dairy as well. So we're you know we're looking at seeing how we can point out to folks and and you know give them more tools than need be to say uh, look let's make sure that we're not putting. Uh, applications and manure out when, for instance, a rainstorm is coming in the next day. It's those sorts of tools that we'll be looking
0: at. Fred Lickle is with us right now uh, on the Farming Show here on KGMI and podcast, I I should say, as well. uh, Save familyfarming.com or .org. I should say you could go and, and find a link directly to our SoundCloud podcast there. You can also, um, beyond getting it on SoundCloud, you can subscribe to it, uh, via iTunes and heck we should get on some more platforms too. I'll make a point of doing that. So, uh, you can easily access these conversations that we have every week, very easily on whatever device that you have, wherever you're at, if you're listening in the tractor or in the pickup or in, at home or on the road whatever the case might be uh fred kind of a different uh, demeanor a, a different um angle angle of attack isn't the right word but an approach to this from the farming community than we've seen in the past with, with this Portage bay partnership to just to, to come forward and say let's let's not have this be about pointing fingers let's just get this done let's figure out what can be done there could have been a lot of defensiveness well it's not our fault and and that is something that we have seen in the past and and in some ways sometimes that that kind of an attitude can be justified by the facts but but that wasn't the attitude here this time.
1: And I, as I said earlier, I there are some leaders in this community that really need to be lauded for how they stepped up. Because you're exactly right. There could have been a, you know, pointing the finger at others. And, and certainly, I think it was important that we we pointed out that there were other issues out there. As you mentioned at the start of the show, mm. there were those who were trying to say it has to be dairy, and um, you know the, the farming community did both. They they stepped up and said, uh, we need to find out where the other issues are. But they also stepped up you know, and made sure that they were doing their job as well. Uh, one of the things that's really helped out with that, I think, in the last three years has been the formation of the Watershed Improvement Districts. Uh, it's provided us a level of, of organization and uh, just a level of, of accountability there that has been, been really enjoyable to see. And that's where a lot, along with walkin Family Farmers, that's where a lot of, of, of meetings occur and a lot of discussions on that. And these leaders have wanted to make certain that they see that this water quality is improving that they see that issues are being dealt with, that if there are problems out there, you know, they even like to be one of the first ones to know so that maybe they can go visit their neighbor instead of it being a regulator. So those are those are things that, um, like I said, I, I'm really impressed with our leadership and what they've done here.
0: Well, and just let me say, for me personally, it's been really cool to watch. Growing up in the farming community, as I did, but watching kind of from the sidelines, when this all first went down, I was just a radio talk show host and news guy in Bellingham. I wasn't directly involved in farming advocacy or anything like I am now. But it's something that I had been saying for years. It's quit squabbling, get down to brass tacks, do the right thing, but also tell the truth and and call out the people who aren't telling the truth. Um, and, And that's what a lot of this came down to, to really make progress on it. It's not just about writing the record to write the record. It's about making progress and doing things that actually improve the environment in our community rather than spending uh, years and millions of dollars in courtrooms. Let's do the real work and make it happen and move forward. And that's what's really been neat to see here for not
1: just the the farming community, but for the other community as a whole as well, As as we've really stepped up to, to, to do these things, so has the rest of the, uh, with a few exceptions. There are always those who still want to point fingers. Yep. But I've been really impressed with the county and its leadership on this, saying we're going to figure out where the sources are. This isn't so much about pointing fingers as it is finding what the issues are and seeing what we can do to correct them. And that has meant looking at things in a little bit of a different way sometimes. Um, it, it has meant we're not going to so much focus on that enforcement issue as we are in saying, let's make certain folks know what clean water looks like and when it's dirty, how it affects people. Um, and and that has been a, a really big help um, to see that county leadership especially step up over the last, I would say, probably three or four years, uh, providing also a level of organization in terms of of uh, how are we going to report these results? what does this mean? you know how how can we get it to folks in real time? there were times that you would see results a week or two later and you go, well this means meaningless to me. now we're seeing results within a day mm. and it can point out where there are issues or maybe where there aren't issues, but it allows us to get on it a little bit quicker so uh, kudos yeah again, kudos to the county and the conservation district um, and and the, and the departments of ecology and agriculture as well for for really, uh, stepping up along with that farming community and and saying, we're going to solve this thing. We're not going to point fingers. We're going to solve it.
0: Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, thank you for, for talking about this with us. Thank you for all the work that you've done on this. You've really thrown your whole life and and your your uh, especially your professional life is all about this now, um, advocating for farming, um, and th- and especially in this community, dealing with those issues of water that are important for the environment, but important also for the future of farming. It's what you're all about, and, and you've kind of put your money uh, where your mouth is to, to try to turn this around, and, and something like this really shows that it, it is working, and let's hope this continues, that people can continue to keep politics out of the way and do real practical things uh, to really improve the environment in our community and allow family farming to thrive um, I think everybody knows that's the, our, our best future looks that way with, with a thriving environment and thriving family farms here in Whatcom County.
1: Thank you for having me on, Dylan. I really appreciate it.